You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to Hour 3. The Big Show continues this morning. I'm Logan. He's Patrick. No George. No Matt. New Year. Same fill-in hosts. Producers are the same, though. They are. GVP and Alex Brody keeping things going on the other side. How are we doing, fellas? Keeping this ship rolling. Somebody has to. One day at a time. Wouldn't be Alex. <laughs> wow. Oh. Need to have Garrett back there and make sure things work all right. Oh. GVP did train me. So GVP did train <laughs> yeah, as, an intern, which is, as an intern. As an intern, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I love mm. it. Gonna have to check the handbook on <laughs> procedures for that one. Uh, next time, do not let the interns train the newbies. But I train the interns, so they're doing pretty dang good. I think yeah. it worked out. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. I just it's not it's nothing against you, Garrett. Is uh, you you're fantastic at your job. I just I, I don't know that there's actually. I, I just I wonder how the process looks upon that. He did well. I mean, it was a bold move, but like, it was. It, it uh, yeah, out. maybe it's, paid off. You're here know. more frequently now, and you're you're less interny, so that's good. He's not an intern. He's he's paid. I know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Well, that's uh, welcome to uh, how we do things here at uh, Sportsnet 960. Uh, let's kick off hour three uh, by going down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and uh, having a chat with Peter Labardius, our Flames insider. Brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit the GeminiGroup.ca. Good morning, Peter. How are you, sir? I am fine. And uh, to both the gentlemen on the other side of the room, uh, first of all, I am not an intern <laughs> and have not been for a long, long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> but do not take too much heat from the gentleman on the other side <laughs> who who um, were in your position not too long ago. Less than a year ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Ian and Ivan intern now on the air. Let's just, you know, give the kids, let let them breathe. Don't forget where you came from, fellas. My favorite line. How are we feeling after a a big overtime win last (laughs) night, Lou? Uh, Canada and... breathing again. Yeah, that's... I was actually asking from a health perspective because I... I I know you over the years, and I know what I can. God only knows what your heart level was at last night. But uh, how do you look back on on the performance from Connor Bedard and the Canadian win over Slovakia three two in overtime? Well, let's let's share a little story, all right? Or four three. So, and this has now happened twice in my life. Um, at 11 p.m. tonight, I plan to be on a flight with my son to Halifax for the final two days. So 
think about A, where I'm normally at under normal conditions. B, I have a, you know, trip booked. And based on not watching those other four teams, but my favorite team. So, yes, it was it was a little stressful, to say the least. And I felt very relieved. Uh, the other time this, it happened to me the other time I was in a situation like this. Uh, it was the 19, you know, when you guys would really remember, the 1996 World Cup. And my best buddy and I had tickets to games two and three in Montreal. And Canada in the semifinal, same scenario against Sweden one on a Theron Fleury goal in double overtime, of which I remember shaking on the floor of my apartment. And still, one of my favorite ever Bob Cole calls, this marathon is over. Oh, Lou. Uh, yeah, it, it it had those feelings last night. Um, what do you? I don't. I don't know if if there are words. If you have anything extra to add as to what Connor Bedard did, if that added anything for you last night, I just I continue to be amazed by the young man who has now you know put himself atop of pretty much every offensive category for Canada at this tournament. Well, the goal was you know, one that you'll be seeing for a long, long time. And one of my new favorites, I might um, Yeah, you know, I've been watching him the last number of years. I saw every game in person at, you know, the summer edition. I saw him a couple of times last Christmas. I've seen him in league play. Um, you know, he uh, he's better than I thought, and not that I didn't think he was outstanding. Not did I not think that he had some of the best hands and as good a release at that age as I've ever seen in my lifetime of watching the sport. But I reflect back to the U18 World Championship in. Texas in the spring of 2021 and he was a double underage in that tournament and had 10 points of the 14 that he had in that event in the three playoff games scored an unbelievable goal against Russia in the final and you know Patty you've heard it Logan you've heard it non-stop for me over the years and that is not only is this guy have some generational type tools but he is delivering again when it matters the most and there was a point in time last night you know and, and he was a little frustrated he had a lot of good chances last night as that game went on but somebody needed to get it done and oh he got it done 
So I, I'm, I'm blown away. I am absolutely blown away. In the bubble in the Western Hockey League, when I watched him a couple years ago, at the time, not as concerned about his size, because as you can see, you know, he's, he's a thick kid. He's incredibly strong um, from, you know, the derriere down, huge legs. Uh, but I, I worried a tad about his skating. Well, I have no worries anymore. Where are you uh, on the team as a whole, Lou, as they head into this matchup with the United States tomorrow? Oh, I really haven't changed my opinion in the sense that there, there's a lot of things about this team that I like. And I think part of it for this group is they do have the puck a lot. I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of how they check. And, you know, they, they had, you know, last night was one of, we talk in flames terms about, you know, shot volume and, and listen, the, the Slovak goalie was incredible. He was incredible. Uh, but when they give up opportunities in this tournament, they're usually big ones. And I wasn't completely in love with the defensive core. And it's not just the defensive core because let's face it, there's, there's some forwards on this team and at times, including the guy that we just talked about, they're not that interested in defending sometimes and checking. So it's, 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 I think it has a chance tomorrow to be a game for the ages. The Americans are playing incredibly well. They're incredibly skilled. Um, they're probably, you know, the fastest team in the event. Canada certainly has some advantages. Uh, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed if you tune in. How about uh, that win for Sweden yesterday, too? Uh, down 2-1 to the Finns with three minutes remaining. Not only do they tie it, but they find a way to win it with just over a minute remaining. Uh, sets up a, a massive matchup with them in Czechia tomorrow. we got a great semifinal on hand in both pools, Lou. Yeah, there, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, I'm a little surprised on the Swedish front. They uh, they were not ready to play in that game yesterday. They had an awful first period, but it was 1-1 at the end of the first period. And needless to say, they, they got going. And, you know, for I, I guess for me, the overriding story is things have finally changed, as you guys know. You know, they were on a 54-game round-robin winning streak at one point in time for years and years and years, and, you know, still a team that only has one world junior gold medal in Calgary in 2012. But I'm, I'm way more used to them giving up in the last two and a half minutes in a playoff round game what happened to them than them turning the tide on somebody else and especially the Finns in recent years so good on them 
Um, you know, the one thing I like about the Swedish, I like the Swedish forwards for the most part. I like their goalie. I like Carl Lindbaum. He's, uh, he's been very, very good in this tournament. Uh, away from Team Canada and the World Junior Hockey Championships, of course, uh, the Calgary Flames, our main focus here on Sportsnet. It's a game day for them. Oh, yeah, they play today. They sure do. Uh, they are in Winnipeg to take on Rick Bonus and the Jets. And uh, Lou, just going back to Saturday at the Saddle Dome quickly, and uh, a 3-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. The team gets out to a, a 3 nothing lead. They hold on to it for the victory to end off 22 uh, 2022 on a winning note, and they've been playing some good hockey of late. What have you seen from this team the last couple of weeks here as, as 2022 came to a close? For me personally, probably their best stretch of hockey of the season over that length of time. I uh, love the road trip that they were on. I uh, thought they had a terrific performance, even though they fell to the Oilers 2-1 incredibly gutsy in Seattle and a tough back-to-back the next night. And, you know, Vancouver, terrific opening 12 or 13 minutes. You knew Vancouver was going to come back and and respond, but the Flames built a 3-0 lead. Um, They were able to hang on. It's, It's really never all that easy for this group as we've discussed on many many occasions but guys i i really like how they're playing right now i I think i think there's more continuity in the group right now i think there's some more consistency it's still very much a work in progress as all seasons are um but i'm sure feeling a lot more confident about their chances than i was three or four weeks ago Lou, uh, Mackenzie Weger got uh, his first goal in uh, in a Flames jersey there on Saturday night, and then yesterday he he spoke to the media about about capitalizing on those chances and and the pairing between him and and, and Chris Tanev and just how consistent it's been. Uh, all he did was talk well about Chris Tanev, the new father as well, but just that pairing in particular. What have you seen out of Weger and Tanev? I know you you were talked about it last week how good they are, but getting that goal for Weger that was big too. Well, Mackenzie, Mackenzie plays incredibly hard, you know, not unlike his buddy that came over from Florida. You come to a new team, still hurting from your old situation. You know, you sign an extension. You want to be comfortable. And more importantly, you know, whether it's, whether it's those guys, whether it's Andrew Mangiapane, you go back. Patrick, over the history of, you know, sports, when guys sign big deals, they usually put a lot of extra pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. And, but I, in the case of McKenzie, I think, you know, he's had to go back and forth between partners, between sides of the ice. When, when they made that acquisition, in the summertime, not to say that I wasn't excited about Jonathan, but I was equally excited about McKenzie because I truly felt, and that was even when, you know, at the time I thought Oliver Shillington was going to be available. I truly felt that the Flames 
needed another important piece on defense if they were really going to challenge, you know, not just for a playoff spot, but have a chance to to do well, you know, against a team like the Oilers. And, and you always have to keep the Oilers in mind with everything that you do. And not just because they're the rival, but because of who they are, what they feature. And at some point, you're potentially going through them to get to where you want to go. So I, I've really liked his game. Um, I've actually really liked his game the last week in particular. Plays hard, skates, closes gaps. Um, Decision-making with the puck continues to be at a really high level. You know, there's been games he's outplayed Chris recently, and that doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. Um, but, you know, that group has really, really solidified itself. Um, it, it's interesting even, and I know you didn't ask about Tanev, Chris, Chris probably had a couple of his tougher games coming out of Christmas, and I didn't realize it until very recently, obviously, but guess what was happening in his family life? Yeah. They, they were going to have a little one. Oh, imagine maybe not being quite, even for him, as sharp because other things in life, you know, Take some precedence. Those are truly, yes. So hopefully everybody in the Tanev household is is happy and and healthy, and which is really all that matters. But it's a great reminder, and I, I try my best to always talk about these athletes as people, not just players, but that's just another reminder. Uh, I don't have to... Uh ask because I know what your opinion is of this guy Lou but what a performance it was Saturday from Blake Coleman who could have oh. had could have had four or five and I don't even think that's that's overstating it oh, um, you and me know we, we've had these conversations on and off the air about you know guys and their impacts further down than than just points goals and assists and and I think Blake's such a great example of that but Man, is it ever nice to see him have a night like that and it could have been an even bigger night where it, it is coming for him. That that line with him, Backlund, and, and Man Japan, he can have those nights where they are just a thorn in the side and Blake was a, a leading cause of that on Saturday. Blake was uh, maybe as good in a game as he has been since he's been here. And he was literally shot out of a cannon um, his forecheck was beyond impressive. He hounded pucks all night in all three zones. Um, you're right, easily could have had the hat trick, if not even a little more. Brilliant on the penalty kill. Yeah, he was he was the best player in the game for me. And um, yeah, you're right. It, it is it is nice for a guy that if you watch closely and and truly understand the sport and what's happening in it yeah he was 
he was fabulous. And, you know, I said this the other night on the post-game show about him, and I'll repeat it. Blake had, you know, three and a half years that very few people would experience. Remember, he moved from Jersey to Tampa the first time he helped them win the cup. Then you have all the COVID, um, wins two cups with an incredible group in Tampa, signs a big ticket in Calgary. He would have loved, needless to say, to win another one last spring. Gents, he needed some time off, needed a reset. And just in terms of getting, like, the train again, you know, his his beautiful family got settled in a, you know, a new house in Texas. And so got to train the right way this summer makes a big difference. Last one before we let you go here on this Tuesday game day for the Flames. Uh, a thought on their opponent tonight, Lou, the Winnipeg Jets coming in 23-13-1. and one. They've won two in a row, and Rick Bonus really has this team uh, playing up to their potential. They're dealing with some major injuries, which is always tough, but they've managed to, to battle through them, and this is a very good Winnipeg team that the Flames will face off with tonight. Well, you don't have to really. I'm not always the biggest fan of looking at some key numbers, at least key numbers in my world. And when you look at Connor Hellebuck's numbers, guys, this year, they're as good as they get anywhere in the league. In a year where goalies have uh, struggled because of the scoring and the incredible skill that year in and year out, just seems to get better and better. Uh, he has been absolutely awesome. And, and the other guy that I'd want to talk about is, and, and he's just as fine a person, Calgary's own Josh Morrissey, another guy who's, you know, been through a lot. He lost his father a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Rick Bonus has, I think, gone to him and given him even more responsibility. Guys, he's got 42 points already. Um, he's had a magnificent, he, yeah, he's, he's had a magnificent year. Um, they might get Ehlers back tonight. They might get Nate Schmidt back tonight. They play with good structure. You saw everything you needed to know about that if you were watching the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames in the playoffs. They're a tough out. They're a tough out and the Flames will, as they do every night, it seems, require an excellent, excellent effort in the Manitoba Cup. Lou, we'll uh, hear from you on pregame with uh, Pat Steinberg coming up a little bit later tonight. Have uh, a great call and have uh, safe travels out east uh, and enjoy the, your, uh, your time there at the World Juniors, hey? Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it very much. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Lou. Peter Labardius joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Lou is brought to you every single day by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. We'll cap off the morning show next. Hour three, segment two next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Happy Tuesday. Ooh, 
Either. Happy puberty, apparently. <laughs> uh, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the big show. Happy New Year. First show of 2023 here on Sportsnet 960. If you're uh, back to work listening to us on the radio, or if you're still at home, get a couple more days off to enjoy the holidays. Thanks for listening in. Reminder, you can get the big show wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Amazon, Spotify, etc., etc. It is a Flames game day tonight. The Flames in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Check your clock. 6 p.m. start in uh, Winnipeg. Yep. 5 o'clock Flames warm up. Steinberg and Lubardia, so don't miss it. Mm-mm. Also today on the station... Haley Salvian's got Hockey Central 960 a little bit later on. And it just wouldn't be a day here on Sportsnet 960 without Flame Stock coming up at 3. Leave Merrick's back as well. Okay, so we're, we're full. We've got lots to get to. Mm-hmm. So you can keep it locked right here all day, 24-7, Sportsnet 960. Uh, as we get set for a Flames game day, our question today on the text line the fan feedback line 960960 has been 2023 New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames. We've talked about this uh, heading mm-hmm. into the new year, Patrick. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a big New Year's resolution guy, but you know, jump in on it. If you've got one for the Calgary Flames, uh, as we said earlier, is it that special someone uh, to add into your life, a forward or perhaps a defenseman? Yeah. Is it a consistent, is it, you know, be more patient? With this. new guys, right? Yeah. There's lots of things that I think you can apply and have some fun with this. So we'll uh, we'll go through some of our favorites on the text line at 960-960. You can still uh, get them in here uh, before the show ends. So 960-960 if you've got uh, any New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames in 2023. I did want to update this because I know... It's at the top of the mind for uh, a lot of people, a lot of sports fans uh, listening in today. We don't have any update this morning on the safety of DeMar Hamlin, the safety of the Buffalo Bills, who collapsed last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was taken to hospital in Cincinnati. The Bills gave us our latest update last night that he uh, underwent cardiac arrest and uh, his pulse was, his heart was restarted uh, on the field. And was since then was transferred uh, to the medical facility where he has since been sedated, intubated, and is in critical condition uh, as of right now. No update on that. Um, as soon as one becomes available, uh, we'll pass that along to you, whether it be on air or through our social channels, uh, at Sportsnet 960, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. Um, no word on the game. Uh, what the NFL is planning to do, whether it be a continuation mm-hmm. or some other situation. I really I don't have any idea. I know a few people have asked on the text line what happens next, what happens with, with this. I really I have no idea, Patrick. It's, it's an unprecedented yep. thing. We only have one week of football left mm-hmm. here. Both of these teams are scheduled to play on Sunday. Uh, in games that that matter, this this result does matter in terms yeah. of the NFL. But uh, I think first and foremost, before we talk about anything like that, you need to know that uh, Demar Hamlin is in a safe and stable condition. Uh, before you ask his teammates to think about 
the next game. Yeah. And that's as you know clear and concise as, as we can be on it. As soon as, like I said, uh, as soon as anything comes down that we can pass your way, mm-hmm. we will. But as of right now, that's that's the latest. Yeah. No, this was, uh, I think Charles said it quite well during our, our little hit with him there at 7 o'clock. Uh, just uh, full credit to to the the folks involved uh, that had to you know broadcast that stuff and uh, obviously we're thinking of Demar Hamlin and obviously all the best. I mean it's uh, it, it was it was nice. To, it's not obviously not nice seeing your your son or your 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 child have something like that happen to them, but to have that, that his mom was in attendance that she could be with him is 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 huge. I think that that's just massive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is like, it, like on the logistics side of things, we've run out of runway to try and figure out how to, to, to play this game. It's, you know, obviously the bills and the Bengals had, had still an outside chance at, at, at number one seed. Um, and that game was massive for, for future tie break down the line, but it's, Again, this is something that the NFL has to navigate. Uh, I know uh, the previous death, I know uh, Charles brought it up, uh, Chuck Hughes, back in 1971. It was back in October when that happened. There was still some time, and it was at the end of a game as well. They didn't replay it or whatnot. It was just they they left it as is. And with this, I don't know what uh, denotes an official result in an NFL game, if it's midway through the third quarter or something like that. I just don't want to speculate on that. But um, I think if you both go to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott today, and both probably don't want to play that game right now. Not until they know fully fully well that DeMar Helm is going to be all right. Yeah. I think it's right now, we'll worry about that, and it's, it's on to... If with the Bills, it's on to New England, and with Cincinnati, it's it's on to Baltimore. Yeah, the best news out of anything is that uh, Demar Hamlin has yeah. a couple of notable charity efforts throughout the holidays. And important to note when we say all this: yes, Demar Hamlin's an, an NFL player and uh, makes a considerable amount of money, but he doesn't have a, a lot of name notoriety and you know, was still trying to make a difference in the Buffalo community, Patrick. He was a sixth-round pick mm-hmm. um, by the Buffalo Bills and had set a modest $2,500 GoFundMe set for a kid's toy drive uh, this holiday to help, you know, underprivileged kids, people, that families that were struggling mm-hmm. around the holidays to, mm-hmm. you know, get gifts and presents. We, we all know what that struggle's like around the holidays. And... Yep. He'd set a very modest goal of raising $2,500. And in all of this, you know, terrible situation last night, people have chose to focus on that and some of the great things that DeMar is doing. And as of last check, that $2,500 goal had been surpassed to the tune of $3.6 million. Yeah. Which uh is incredibly outstanding and something that I can only hope Mm -hmm. they get to share with DeMar when he's up and healthy again. Yeah. That would be an absolute, just just a cherry on top of a, of a wonderful story to come out of this, uh, where it started uh, to where it is and, and what 
when people get together for a common, you know, goal and just to help somebody out, it's amazing. I, I just saw it on Twitter here. Uh, AEW wrestler Chris Jericho. Um, he, he misspelled his name. Um, he spelled it C-H-R-U-S, Jericho. Donated $5,000. And then three minutes later, respelled his name correctly and donated another $5,000. So he just donated ten grand. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's incredible. Um, if if you're in a position and you want to help out, uh, you can find GoFundMe on yeah. Twitter pretty easily. But uh, you know, people making the best of a very unfortunate situation, and again, Demar's uh, first and mm-hmm. foremost, his safety and his health mm-hmm. and his family are what we're thinking about today, and uh, only hope for positive news. Yeah. And there's. Yeah, there's there's nothing you can you can try and there there has been some bad stuff on Twitter for sure coming out of this. With, yeah, with no, other, we're not even gonna, I'm not even going to give attention to it. But if you can just focus on the people, the players that have been tweeting yeah, out their here's, thoughts. Yeah, here's the thing: is this is all we'll say about it before we, we move on from that. Mm-hmm. If if you want to be hot take guy, mm-hmm. be hot take guy about sports. And the moment that you put that ahead of somebody's life. Shut up. Delete. Damn right. Back up. Think about what you're doing. Because some of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life were tweeted last night. And if you were, put yourself in that situation, how you'd like your family to go and read, you know, that you're more concerned about this game starting for your fantasy football team or something than a guy's mm-hmm. life who's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Yep. And honestly, give your head a shake because it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. To to ever think that that's more important or in any way, shape, or form relevant, mm-hmm. just so that you can get the attention last night. Yeah, it's stupid. No, it's yeah. really ridiculous, and the people getting dragged for it today, rightfully so, uh, deserve it. Uh, Flames Jets tonight. Good Jets team coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got your New Year's resolutions for the Flames coming in here at nine six zero. 960, but did want to mention this as well over the weekend in case you missed it. Lots going on. Uh, Flames and Oilers announced as the next Heritage Classic game. They'll be up in Commonwealth mm-hmm. next October 29th for a Battle of Alberta outdoors um, in what should be a great setting. That's where the original outdoor game took mm-hmm. place in the NHL. Yep. It's been a very long time since it's been uh, in Alberta. Uh, the Heritage Classic, yeah, for the Flames and the Habs was the last time that uh, we had that. And next year, we'll get the Flames and the Oilers. And I'm curious where your excitement level is, if it's anywhere, Patrick. Because I had a hard time. I was heading into the last weekend here, and I was saying, yeah, I really don't care about this Winter Classic that the the Penguins and the Bruins were playing. Both of them have been in it a bunch. They've been at Fenway before. Was it cool? Yeah, it was cool. I didn't spend five minutes watching it. Mm-hmm. It was two points. Um, now the shoe's on the other foot, and it's in a, an area and a market that I frequent and cover as a, as part of my job. I'm probably more excited about that mm-hmm. than I would be about it somewhere else, but I still i am curious how much it moves the needle for people when it comes to an excitement level over an outdoor game. It is really tough, and I think it, it, you're really – Nowadays, you're probably only paying attention if if your team's in it. I, I think that's the way it's gone. It's on a tough date on the U.S. TV calendar when it comes to sports. It's running up against multiple college football bowl games. 
Uh, it's it's just it doesn't and it's in a it's in the middle of an afternoon on a holiday. Usually, it's a tough spot. I get it if you get it in. I haven't seen the TV numbers yet. Uh, I'm sure it does all right for TNT uh, down south. But once you got out there, I, I like seeing what they do around the rink. I like the little diamond they had out in the outfield. They had uh, Bobby Orr doing a little first pitch, but it was a you know, pass of the puck to, to Jason Veritek, legendary Red Sox catcher. Uh, the Green Monster using the scoreboard to show the standings. I, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. And I think if you do it right, you use the... You use the ballpark, you use whatever the stadium around you and to make it make it cool, I'll be all right. I think Seattle will be, will be definitely really cool next year. Uh, whether they keep the roof up at T-Mobile, it might be raining, who knows. But I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a market thing. It was special at the beginning. And I think, uh, but yeah, you want to see, we've never seen a Battle of Alberta uh, outdoors in this thing. And we're getting to the heights of the Battle of Alberta again, it feels like, where it was in the 80s. Uh, and put them outdoors. I guarantee it. I mean, I don't want to guarantee, but it probably won't be minus twenty nine. Real feel like it was no in that October, November. October is a safe bet yeah, for it. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you've you've got a good date there for it. Um, you know, seeing the, the, it just goes to show, like the the like getting Connor McDavid back outside to be his uh, third outdoor third outdoor game, second outdoor game, second second outdoor game. Yes, he has the first one was against Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, get the get the biggest star in the game outside. Flames go back outside as well. I'd be interested to see what the uniforms will be looking like. I'm sure there'll be like a fullback style uh, throwback type thing that they do. I know like what the Calgary did in 2011 with the with the Calgary Tigers looking like the Flames. No, it's it's different. It's two points. It's an Edmonton home game. I mean, it's uh, whether or not they want to think of like, oh, is it an advantage we're being outside? I don't know. It's it's different. It's fun. It's something to shake up the NHL. Uh, let's get to some of your texts at 960-960. Some thoughts on the Winter Classic and the Heritage Classic coming back to Alberta next year and some of your New Year's resolutions for the Flames. 960-960 if you want to quickly get them in before we head out uh, for this Tuesday morning. This text says, I watched the Winter Classic. It was okay. The allure has definitely worn off yeah. over the years. It's no longer as special as it was when these games were new and less frequent. That said, it's also not quite as exciting when you're watching it between World Junior quarterfinal games that's a very mm-hmm. good point yeah. timing is everything um and remember look the hype used to be this was one game a year yep. we used to do a an hbo special yep. uh you know leading up to it for these two teams mm-hmm. and I, I just i think it's hard when it's like you know you're asking patrice bergeron about his fifth outdoor game you know is yeah. it a special for them to, he likes to do the that family skate yeah, so <laughs> you know, for them, I, I wonder is it you know is it a big thing mid season? It's probably something cool to look forward to on the calendar. Mm-hmm. But I think to that texture's point, I think they're fun, but I think that the allure is definitely worn off from what it used to be. Uh, this text is the outdoor game is so friggin' fun to attend. It's for the fans. If you don't like it, don't go. I wish it was annual for the <laughs> Flames. I, I think there's a lot of cost involved in it to I make think- it an annual thing. And look, I, I'm not trying to da- I'm not trying to put a damper on it. I'm just saying. Like yesterday, I was less excited for it mm. than I have been in the past. I'm very excited for the Flames and the Oilers uh, because that's teams that I, I cover, that I'm close to, um, and it'll, it'll, it'll be fun for sure. Yeah. But as I've said here, it's just it's a lot. There have been a lot of them mm-hmm. and a lot of the same teams. So yep. to yep. change it up is, is nice. Uh, this text says, look, there's just not enough scoring in these winter classics. I don't think Commonwealth is a destination either. No, I think I think I we That's all. That's a want- big difference too. 
Fenway to go watch a hockey yeah, game. Commonwealth Stadium. Commonwealth to go watch a game. Yeah. And I think you see. And I'm that. not even trying to be no, not drive Calgary guy on Edmonton here. No, that's that's exactly it. It's 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 like Fenway. You've got the it's 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 a history. Wrigley's held these ven these these type of games. Uh, obviously, Michigan Stadium, the big house history. Notre Dame Stadium, a lot of history. I'm not saying there's not a lot of history at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, it's just I get it. Um, you want to see them? I know there was talk like logistically. Hopefully one day they can get out in Lake Louise or something like this and play this game out in the mountains, kind of like a Lake Tahoe style. I know there's a lot of logistics, traffic, seating, whatever. You can't have 40,000, 50,000 out in Lake Louise watching a game. It'll have to be a little bit smaller crowd. But, you know, I think that's where the NHL wants to do next is maybe try it up a little more. Just go to go to the more destination, destination thing things. Fun, I little, think. Even little. if there isn't fans, I think there's mm-hmm. something to be said about that. Yeah. Uh, this one says, to your point, I'm excited for a New Jersey, maybe an Atlanta A, maybe we go back to the Calgary Cowboys era. Um, yeah, I'm a Jersey nerd, so I'm all over that, mm-hmm. and I will be uh, constantly pestering Brent Gibbs at every uh, every opportunity that I have to try to get an insight mm-hmm. onto what might happen for the Jersey. Yeah, but- like, uh, th- this texture is uh, freezing your, your butt off while barely seeing anything, not my cup of tea. Yeah, the sight line's terrible. I was watching, like, I don't know if you saw that little drone shot they did. Yeah. Around that really cool, cool thing. But I'm thinking the only decent seats to watch that game were probably up second deck near the foul pole. And even then, that was probably pretty far. But if you were sitting, like, right behind the, the dugout and trying to look over, okay, well, there's, there's, I don't know, 20, 30 feet before we get to the rink. There's a bunch of people. And then there's glass. And I'm kind of level with the playing surface. Yeah, it's it's not, not the greatest. It's and not it's like, ideal. I also know it's like the TNT studio panel they had their little setup way out in the in the in the corner in the triangle corner that they have at fenway and when it rose up it blocked people yeah <laughs> like it, like it, yeah there's always there's always challenges with that right and i mean you're just a football or baseball sight lines are you know remarkably different than hockey i know sure. some people said that same thing about mcmahon uh when they hosted montreal all those years ago was yeah it was cool but didn't see much of the game. Yeah, it's a smaller. You got it. So, like, football fields are massive, and like, yeah, hockey rings are pretty big too, but not even close. Not close. No, to the comparison of a football, football field. field. Uh, I like this one. I was boarding at Sunshine, watched the first outdoor game in the lounge at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, the people have some cool memories of those of those first couple ones. Uh, so that's yeah, some the, of the snow in Buffalo with the with the yeah. There's some sabers. cool scenes there, um, but I just you know again I don't know how much. The recent ones have given you that feel. Yeah, ten degrees and not in like very like normal balmy weather on January second. I don't know. Uh, quickly before we uh, we head out here, we've asked for some New Year's resolutions for the Flames before uh, they head into as they head into twenty twenty three. Their first game tonight. Uh, this text says resolves to stop blowing leads. Hey, they did that on Saturday. They had a three nothing lead. They held on to it, so that's good news. Uh, this text says my Flames resolution reduce high danger chances against. Fair enough. Can't really um, argue with that one. It's been a bit of an issue for them defensively. I think mm-hmm. hey, they've been better, so let's let's keep it going that way. Uh, with Shillington out, none of the younger D-men coming up to claim a spot. Um, I'm hoping for maybe someone like Radko Gudis who could be a good fit with go Nikita Zadorov, right? Go back to yeah, Florida. Yeah, go back, well. make another trade with, uh, with I that. I don't know. Like the Pan- Kachuk might get 115, 120 points this year, but my no, God, the Panthers aren't making the playoffs. No, they're not doing very well. <laughs> their D needs their own help. Uh, I like this one, too. It's a good place to end it out. 2023 resolution for the Flames. 
Shovels in the ground for a new arena. Damn right. I uh, couldn't agree with that one I think more. that's going to happen. That would be awesome if that could happen in 2023. Um, haven't heard anything new on that lately. I'd have to check in with Pike to see whereabouts. I think we had Pike on last week. Uh, talked to him a little bit. He was feeling a lot off air. I think he was feeling a little confident, more confident that they've got uh, that got this going. So uh, who knows? Hope maybe once the ground thaws. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, remember, you can get the show wherever you get your podcast: Google, Amazon, Spotify, etc. Uh, chats to check out today. We chatted with Lou in hour three. We had a, if you're NFL and you wanted to, to catch up on some things, I highly recommend our chat with Charles Davis back in hour two, analyst for CBS Sports, with some really great things and some great perspective on the Demar Hamlin situation. Uh, checked in with our guy Andrew Patterson, the hustler out of Winnipeg. He was at the World Cup in Qatar, so we got some firsthand uh, experience from Huss as to the experience he had. Plus, he, he look, he's just one of the good guys in sports to check in with and with yeah. the Flames taking on the Jets. Uh, if you want some some Jets perspective, check out Huss an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, what was on the show today. Uh, so remember, sportsnet.ca slash 960 or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow uh, for another edition of the show. Uh, we'll get to break down the wit- uh, the Jets and the Flames from tonight. Mm-hmm. That's coming up at 6. Don't miss Flames warm-up with Pat and Lou at 5 tonight. Thank you to Patrick Dumas, my co-host. For Alex Brody, GVP in the other room, shout-out to our outstanding producers on this Tuesday afternoon. T- Morning. it's the morning you dummy uh this tuesday morning thanks for tuning in really appreciate it we're back tomorrow uh you've been listening to the big show here on sportsnet 960 the fan